At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Live Bet Sunday today, a good show on tap. We are presented by BetMGM. We are going to be with you. I mean, I'm going to be here for two hours, but we got a Live Bet Sunday show with you for the next hour. We'll keep you up to date on everything in terms of the first few possessions of some of these teams in the National Football League as we are moments from kickoff. We'll also get some thoughts on some of the later games. For example, Troy Rank's going to join us at Denver. Broncos have a pretty intriguing Sunday night matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. One that I would argue maybe the market's getting a little ahead of itself, but we'll talk about that with Troy Rank and Connor Allen, sports betting manager for for football, discuss some player prop angles and a little bit more as we look at the later games in the National Football League. Uh, Very quickly, let's give you the rundown of what we're looking at as we are again moments away from kickoff for these morning games, and we'll see where we ended up in terms of the number. Now, we're all over the place in terms of Baltimore and New England, and that's where we'll begin. That's what you generally get. When you have a point spread that's floating around a field goal, a bunch of two and a halfs and threes with altered juice in some spots. We'll call the consensus number, though, two and a half in favor of Baltimore with a total of 45. Remember that total of a bit of 42 and a half. That's been a sharp play is betting that thing over the total. As far as Buffalo and Miami, a uh, tattered defense for the Buffalo Bills, focusing a lot on the secondary, right? Rookies starting a corner, two safeties that are out. Uh, we'll also... The defensive line, a little banged up for the Bolt, excuse me, for the Buffalo Bills. That number has gone all the way down to four and a half. Total been bet up though from fifty-one to fifty-four. So a good test for Miami, who is a home underdog here. Cincinnati it looks like the market's buying in on this being the spot for the Bengals, up to six and a half. There total gets bet up three points to forty-five and a half. New Orleans going to go off as a two-point favorite with a total of 41. Story here is Alvin Kamara will be available for the New Orleans Saints, so that's a pretty big deal, although the total has dropped one and a half points, and uh, the hook has been removed from the opening number. Detroit and Minnesota. Minnesota, some spots opened up eight. They're going to close under a touchdown of six and a half with a total of 51 and a half coming off of that disappointing performance on Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Kansas City and Indianapolis. Uh, this has been one of, it seems, at least Chris Andrews told Brent Musburger earlier today on Countdown to Kickoff, Uh, that the Sharps loading up on the Indianapolis Colts. Colts a little bit healthier. First home game of the season, despite it being week three. This number reaches high as seven. We are going to close five with a total of 51. And Las Vegas starting their third combination of offensive line starters in this game against Tennessee. Josh Jacobs did make the trip due to illness. Uh, Took a private jet, it seems. Vegas going to close two with a total of 45 and a half. And Philly and Washington, six, total of 47 and a half. And last and least, Houston is going to close as a three-point underdog on the road with a total of 39 in that thrilling matchup between the Bears and the Texans. Perfect timing because we are underway with all of the morning games. So, again, we'll keep you up to date. And also, um, 
I have quite a bit at stake here in the morning. Some contest plays, some actual plays. Me sweating out quite a bit in these morning slates. So if I don't look you in the eye as we look, uh, as we, you know, press on today, don't take it personally. I'm just watching all the TV screens that we have here. And my wonderful spotter, Ben Wilson, who's never going to be on camera, at least until a little bit later. Thank him very much for his service. Let's take a look at some of the later games that we're going to have, though, as we wait for some action in these morning slates. And let's begin with uh, what is the other big story of the day in that we don't know what's going to happen with the Los Angeles Chargers and their quarterback. So Justin Herbert, as we know, multiple reports listed as questionable, a true game time decision with that fractured rib cartilage. Uh, this is from one Ian Rappaport, as you reported uh, yesterday, earlier today, looking doubtful as of Friday. Chase Daniel took all those reps, pushing hard to go as of today. Going to get that injection, so we'll see what's going to have happen in terms of his status here. We've settled in at the three-and-a-half-point mark uh, with the point spread, Chargers still being favored. It'd be pretty fascinating to see what happens if Chase Daniel's officially announced. The market has this weird thing uh, of reacting to news that we kind of expected. So, for example, here, the market moves in a really big way Friday, getting as high again as seven and then coming all the way down to the three-and-a-half-point mark because it's expected that Josh, or excuse me, uh, Justin Herbert is not going to play. But once it's officially official, then we'll probably see that number tick down, maybe even a little bit more. So where this number closes is going to be fascinating, given what we know of the quarterback position. But the other side of this, because there are two teams, shockingly enough, is the fact that Trevor Lawrence is going for what I would argue is his first consecutive good performance. Uh, last time out against the Indianapolis Colts, he was great. 88.3% completion, 235 yards, 7.8 yards per attempt, two touchdowns and only one turnover-worthy play. A lot of it coming underneath on short, quick attempts. Zero to nine yards downfield, Trevor Lawrence yesterday, uh, last week. Eight to nine, 140 yards, 7.4 yards per attempt. And how about this? On those short throws, an average depth of target of 3.3 yards downfield. So it was a lot of dink and dunk for Trevor Lawrence that had a lot of success. He's potentially going to have to do that here against a front seven that can really get after the quarterback with their edge rushers. And that's going to be, I think, one of the big questions for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lawrence, he's been under pressure. It's been minimal. It's been a little below average, but not anything terrible. 32.9% of his dropbacks early portion of the season, he has been considered under pressure, according to Pro Football Focus. Now, the problem is, when he is under pressure, he has not been good. It's a relatively small sample size, but still, under pressure so far this season, Lawrence, 8 of 22, 87 yards, 4 yards per attempt, and 2 turnover-worthy plays. And as we know, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, uh, pretty good at applying pressure to opposing quarterbacks, specifically Bosa, who has been fantastic this year. Nine pressures, pass rush win rate of 26.5%. For those who are wondering, it's a really good pass rush win, uh, win rate. I can get through it. Uh, that's a tongue twister. Say that five times fast. That's going to be, I think, where this is won or lost. And I thought this was brought up a really great point, which is, you know, the Chargers still have a pretty decent team overall. And if Jace Daniel can actually maybe do something here, at least in terms of taking care of the ball, maybe there's going to be something that the Chargers can do even without one Justin Herbert. Uh, big update here. The Indianapolis Colts off to a good start. Muff punt, right, by Kansas City. Indianapolis is going to recover on the Kansas City two-yard line. So they're going to get set up right now with a first and goal with an opportunity to potentially cash in here against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, oh, my, my guy, Sky Moore. I have a 14-1 to ticket on Sky Moore to win Rookie of the Year, uh, Offense Rookie of the Year. I'm not sure that's going to get there. I know it's only been two weeks, but he has been barely part of the offense, and that is not a good start there for Sky Moore at the beginning of this game. So with that, we got a pretty big scoring opportunity there, and we actually had another muffed punt in Baltimore and New England, but it looks like that was recovered by the New England Patriots. So keep you up to date on what happens if Indianapolis can cash in here on this first and goal from the two-yard line. Let's move on to our next game, and I think is a fascinating contest between Green Bay and Tampa Bay. I also have Green Bay as part of a teaser when they were two, teased them up to eight and teased down. Got the best of both, you know, the best and worst of both worlds, actually, on that teaser. Teased up the Packers to eight when they were catching two, teased down the Philadelphia Eagles when they were seven. So um, kind of in the middle there, at least in terms of some value on the numbers. But regardless, injuries galore are going to be the story for both of these teams as they head into this game. David Bakhtiari, offensive tackle, limited in practice on Thursday and Friday. It looks like it's likely that he is going to play here today. Wide receiver, though, also a little beat up for Green Bay. They put Sammy Watkins on IR earlier in the week. And while Christian Watson is listed as questionable, he did not practice on Thursday or Friday. So that's going to be something to monitor for the Green Bay Packers. And as far as the Buccaneers go, I mean, we know they're down their top two receivers. Mike Evans suspended. Chris Godwin out with a hamstring injury. Russell Gage, Julio Jones, and Brashad Perriman all questionable as well, and Leonard Fournette too. That's actually kind of important, and we focus so much on defense. should also know that Akeem Hicks and Donovan Smith 
out and doubtful, respectively. So this is a lengthy injury report for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of key guys we already know are not going to be playing here today. And really, this is about, I think both of these teams, their identities offensively have been pretty fascinating through the first two weeks of the NFL season. For example, Tampa Bay, you wonder if this kind of limited offense we've seen through two weeks is a symptom of the injuries and the missing pieces that we have seen early on in this season. Through two weeks for Tampa Bay, 4.8 yards per play, we'll call it 28.9 yards per drive, pretty below average in terms of yards per drive, and they're 27th in offensive DVOA. And Brady's been relatively solid. You saw the passing numbers there. 6.6 yards per attempt, though, 59% completion, mortal numbers, but grades out well by PFF standards. This really just looks like an offense that has been stuck in neutral because of the lack of continuity at the skill positions. And what's really interesting about Tampa Bay as there is a touchdown for the Indianapolis Colts, extra point pending. They're going to take a uh, 6-0 lead right now with that extra point coming, 12-24 left to go in the first. We'll get you an in-game update momentarily. But what's been really fascinating about Tampa Bay is their shift in philosophy. How about these two numbers? In 2022, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have run 49.6% of their plays. Last year, that was 33.5%. They have taken on a very different look through this early part of the season. They've been a run-first team. They've been a run-on-early-downs team. They have been established the run-type team. Wasn't really who they were a season ago. And you wonder if that is, again, a symptom of all of the injuries that they're experiencing at wide receiver. Why that matters, though? Well, if you go back to last week, the Bears had a really good time against the Green Bay Packers front seven. 27 attempts, 180 yards, 6.7 yards per attempt, and seven rushes of 10 or more yards for Chicago in that game on Sunday Night Football. They almost actually covered that game because of that rushing attack on one of their final drives. So all of this kind of put together, it does seem like a relatively low-scoring affair between these two. And for Green Bay, as they figure out their offensive identity, consider this. The first week, 18 total rushes for the Green Bay Packers against the Minnesota Vikings. Week two against Chicago, 38. Aaron Jones went from, I think it was uh, eight total touches in that first week, might have been a little bit more, uh, to 18 in the second week. So this has been a really difference in philosophy, and the Packers seem to kind of figure it out at this point. No more square peg, round hole. We've got some older receivers, but again, a little beat up with Sammy Watkins, who had a key play against Chicago last week. They're starting to shift their identity. So felt comfortable teasing this up when it was plus two for the Green Bay Packers. And because of these injuries, we haven't seen a big shift here, but this number is down to one and a half in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers consensus wide. But the real move has been the total. Opened up 47 and a half. We're down to as low as 42. And given everything we know about these teams up to this point, it makes a lot of sense that you would see this massive drop in the total, just given that these two teams seem to now shift to this running, like this run-heavy, defense-first sort of mentality, something different than what we've seen up to this point for both of those squads over the last few years. All right, quick update. Kansas City Chiefs down 7-0. Uh, that line has gone to Kansas City minus 3.5 over at BetMGM with a total of 57.5. And, a half. and the, the uh, Tennessee Titans are driving right now. They're inside the Raiders' 30-yard line, but you got a second and 12, so they see if they can convert here. Uh, but this number has slightly shifted. Remember, the Raiders went off as the favorite. Well, because of the field position and a massive first down at the 10-yard line, Titans, a one-and-a-half-point favorite now in-game with a total of 45-and-a-half. And last but not least, the Bears are on the board. They lead 3-0 over the Houston Texans. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 40-and-a-half. Let's talk a little Denver Broncos. How bad is it going to get for Nathaniel Hackett, and how bad has it been? Let's ask Troy Rank when we come back out of Denver as they have a massive matchup on Sunday Night Football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. A very quick update before we get to our next guest, Troy Rank, out of Denver to talk a little Broncos. We do have some scores to give you updates on. First of which, uh, Bills, just like that, what do you expect? Nothing less, right? Opening drive and an opening drive touchdown. They are now a seven and a half point favorite as a lead seven to nothing with about 10 minutes left to go. Total of 55 and a half now in that matchup with the Miami Dolphins. I think we're still challenging a touchdown here, or is this official now? This is now official, it does seem. Uh, okay, a new touchdown. Okay, so that was overturned. Now we get a new touchdown. Burrow and the Bengals, a very popular play in some contests, are up 6 nothing. extra point pending over the New York Jets, and the Titans have punched it in. So once an underdog at home, now a favorite over the Raiders, minus 2.5 the spread there with a total of 47.5. All these numbers I'm rattling off, courtesy of BetMGM. And we should note, the Colts do have the ball back against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kenny Moore got beat on a deep route, but Patrick Mahomes sails his wide receiver. So the Colts take back over. With that, again, it's welcome to Troy Rank, Denver Broncos insider, Denver 7 News. Troy, it is very good to talk to you. Thank you very much for the time on this Sunday. I know you're watching football. We were just talking about what you're watching uh, right now. So we'll let you get back to it quickly, but still got to talk about Hackett and the Broncos. So let's just start with the um, auspicious start for Hackett through the first two games, but he's doing something about it at this point. Uh, walk us through the decision here to hire a, an assistant coach to advise him on game management. Yeah, it was been a mess the first two games. He looked like he was in over his keys, and this is a smart guy. A lot of people I trust in the NFL trust his knowledge of the game, but he wasn't getting the proper communication essentially from his data analyst and his offensive coordinator. They weren't speaking up quickly, weren't speaking up enough, so Hackett's making a decisive decision, but waiting for input, and it's allowing the play to come in too late. And that was a huge issue. So he ends up hiring Jerry Rossbury, who used to work for the Ravens. He was in the NFL from 2001 to 2018, and assistant head coach to John Harbaugh the last several years of his career with the Ravens before retiring in 18. I talked to sources last night and then this morning. And they said, you know, he was a trusted guy in Harbaugh's ear set in his headphones on game day to look at the whole picture, not just offense, but, hey, should we go for it here on fourth? What if we have third and short? What are our options? And that has been the issue for Hackett is becoming a first-time head coach while calling the plays. He gets a little emotional, and it's prevented him from kind of seeing the big picture. And he needed help and a humbled Hackett. Adds a new guy. Rosbury was at practice Wednesday through Friday, and it should help. And I give Hackett credit for recognizing and having the self-awareness because when the fans were counting down the play clock last week because of the delay of games, that was the ultimate troll by their own home fans. So let's hope it gets better. And on top of that, they've had 25 penalties in back-to-back games. That's the most in consecutive games in Broncos history. So they've got to clean up the operation. More impactful for the Broncos' success, the new assistant coach or Russell Wilson making sure his teammates yell run or pass on the sideline? Yeah, I hope it's the new assistant coach. <laughs> well, it, see, I, mean, kind of... I, like, I like Russell. 
I like Russell, but some of that stuff is a, a little much. They just need Russell to play well. All the other stuff kind of goes away if he plays well. But they that's the other thing with Russell. Like he and Hackett have yet to gain traction and they're trying to run Russell's offense. They say it's about Russ. That's what Hackett told me this week when I asked about the offense. He said it's about Russ. I think it needs to be about us. They need to run the football more to take some of the pressure off Wilson. Guys, they have 17 pass attempts in the red zone, four run attempts. 17 pass attempts are the league high. They're two for nine on their last nine passes in the red zone. Run the damn ball. They're averaging 5.2 yards a carry with Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Sometimes just step back and do what you do well. And that, I think that's where Rossbury could help today is just kind of reminding Hackett, like, hey, we're getting six and a half a clip on the ground. Might want to stay there to set up play action. So, and it's, it's interesting, Troy, because if you look at the numbers behind some of this offense, like, for example, they're actually seventh in the league in yards per play. They're averaging 6.1 yards per play. Uh, like, there are signs that there's some positives here for this offense, some big play potential, but it just looks so stuck in neutral at times. So it kind of leads me to today. You know, the market has kind of really come up here, and part of this is Jimmy Garoppolo taking over the San Francisco 49ers quarterback job. Uh, but this is a team that was favored initially by two points on its home field. They're going to close probably as a home underdog of about one and a half points. It's not a massive swing, but it does give you an idea of where the market's at with this Broncos team. So what do you think when this thing gets put all together here, and especially in a game like tonight against the San Francisco 49ers, what are you expecting with some of these changes on the field as we head to game time later today? Yeah, listen, they have moved the ball between the 20s. That hasn't been the issue. It's the red zone that's killed them. They're 0 for 6 in the red zone, 0 for 5 on goal to go. Uh, two fumbles, uh, a delay, a false start that killed the touchdown, two near catch, but 0 for 6 in the red zone. That's what just absolutely undermined their offense. I expect a low-scoring, throw-down-the-sawdust, bare-knuckle brawl. San Francisco's going to run. They do a pre-snap motion. Basically, they run the same play with nine guys doing the same thing and two guys in motion that take eyes away from it, and they run the ball better than anybody for me. Uh, in that, With all due respect to Jonathan Taylor, just their scheme – the Broncos are going to run the ball well. I see a game that needs it's probably going to be the under, but if Denver's going to win it, you got to be thinking in terms of 23-20, that kind of game. Um, and Because Denver's defense has been great. Now, they haven't played an opponent like the Niners yet, so it'll be a test for them. And Garoppolo will make one or two face palm throws a game where you're like, oh, my God, why did he throw that? And if one of those is a pick six or one of those is at his own 22, that's what could swing the game. But I had Denver winning this game if Trey Lance played. As soon as Lance got hurt, based on what I saw from Denver's offense against the Texans, I think you know the, the Niners are going to win a close game, but I would gladly be wrong uh, because I thought Denver would win going into the season this game But because I didn't think Garoppolo would play until about week five or six. So, Troy, we'll get you out of here on this. It is also an, a lengthy injury report for Denver. Uh, Jerry Judy, Patrick Sertan, among the notable names on the report. Uh, what do we know about them? Both are expected to play, according to my sources. Sertan really wasn't a question. He was engaging in a blocker last Sunday, Texans. He got his left shoulder kind of bent back, lift in a, in a weird spot. He practiced this week, and he was leading drills. So it was never really a question with Sertan. Judy didn't practice. He showed up Thursday in pads, didn't do anything, worked on his own, and then Friday got into a limited practice, and I talked to him after practice Friday, and he said, I'm playing, and then he backed off, but he, the expectation is they both will play. They both will be needed. Now, Judy might be, they might try to be careful with him, just kind of play it by ear to see what he looks like. His could be more of a pain tolerance. They need Sertan because Sertan's going to end up matched on Debo Samuel. Heck, he might be end up on George Kittle, depending on the coverage. Troy Rank again, Denver Broncos insider, Denver 7 News. Troy, it's good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much for the time today. Anytime, guys. Have a great day. You, you got it. Yeah, this is... Uh... It's one of the more fascinating games on the board on Sunday Night Football between these two. So one of the things that I kind of wrestled with personally is from a number of standpoints, as you see San Francisco minus one and a half, total of 45. Mentioned that Denver initially was a two-point favorite in this game. In some spots, I think reached high two and a half, maybe even three um, at the open, I should say. But what is what kind of has me at odds here with this game, and I was going to use Denver um, in a contest, but I ultimately did not because the injury report scared me off. Although, as we talked to Troy right there, it sounds like the two key pieces, Judy and Sertan, are going to be available. It's from a number standpoint, right? This is what I kind of wrestle with when it comes to San Francisco. Coming into the season, the San Francisco 49ers were a 10-win team by a win total standpoint. Some spots had them as high as 10.5 on their win total. 
Uh, they were percentage points behind the Los Angeles Rams in terms of divisional odds to win the NFC West. And this was with the understanding that Trey Lance was going to be the starting quarterback. Trey Lance was one of the hot MVP tickets, if you remember, driving that number down from a really astronomical price in the range of 180 to 1 down to as low in some spots as 15 or 20 to 1. The hype and the offseason hype and the market was all over San Francisco as being a pretty much Super Bowl contender. And yet, after one game in the rain against the Chicago Bears, in which they lose as a six, six and a half point favorite, and a quarter in which Trey Lance gets injured, Jimmy Garoppolo is viewed as a massive upgrade for the San Francisco 49ers. An upgrade for a team that, again, had a win total in the double digits and was considered a, among the Super Bowl contenders relatively even power rating-wise. So where I'm at is Jimmy Garoppolo last season was the 19th-ranked passer in the National Football League by PFF standards. He had the second-most turnover-worthy plays among quarterbacks behind only Ben Roethlisberger a season ago. Those are not good numbers. And I understand the record. I understand there is something to players wanting to play for a guy, which it seemed pretty clear last week. That is the case. But statistically, Garoppolo has not been great. And I wonder if the market is just getting a little too heavy here in upgrading an already highly power-rated team with Jimmy Garoppolo, a statistically below-average quarterback. So we'll see what happens with the game later today. We'll see what the number closes. I'm pretty sure that that's going to close as San Francisco as a favorite on the road against Denver, but I cannot wait to watch what is going to happen between those two. All right, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about uh, some individual players when it comes to the National Football League games later today. Connor Allen is going to join us, sports betting manager for for, for football, pick his brain on some things that he likes, and some of the sides later today in the NFL. We'll give you updates on everything happening in the first quarter of these games on this Sunday. It is Live Bet Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests and more. Sign up on our discounted football special. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the Sports Betting Network. So quick updates before Connor Allen joins us. Sports betting manager again, 4 for 4 football. Um, we'll run through these relatively quickly because there's not a ton to update. First off, Bengals, Jets. Jets have tacked on a pretty long field goal. So this number, six and a half in game with a total of 49 and a half with the Bengals up on top seven to three. The Bills still lead seven, nothing, but an interesting uh, few moments as Josh Allen is strip sacked and the Dolphins recover inside about the five yard line. So they've got a second in goal here against the Buffalo Bills. I think that penalty is going to give them a, yeah another crack at second and goal inside the five. So with that, that one's off the board. We'll see what the update is there. Ravens have tacked out a touchdown. They are up 7 nothing over the Patriots, who are driving right now. Six and a half is the spread in favor of Baltimore with a total of 44 and a half. And in the game, I know you all consider the best one on the board. The Bears are now a 10.5 point favorite. Make that 9.5 with a total of 43.5 as they lead 10 to nothing over Houston with about seven minutes left to go in the first quarter. With that, we welcome in Connor Allen again, sports betting manager for for four football. Connor, appreciate the time. Uh, let's go for some player props in the later games. First of which is I actually wanted to focus on Leonard Fournette and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we were just going over this about twenty minutes ago or so. If you look at the numbers, the Bucks they have shifted their offensive identity early on in this season. They're running it nearly fifty percent of the time, as opposed to just over thirty four percent of the time a season ago. Leonard Fournette has been the beneficiary of that. He's a little banged up. Seems like he's going to play. Uh, is this opening up a door here for Fournette in terms of some player prop opportunities? Yeah, I like Leonard Fournette to go over 15 and a half or 16 and a half carries, depending on uh, what sports book you're at. But I think that 21, 24 carries the past two weeks, the Bucks, as you mentioned, right now 25th in pass over expectation on the season. No Chris Godwin, no Mike Evans, Julio Jones on the wrong side of 50-50. I think that uh, Fournette's in a great spot here to potentially rack up, you know, 17, 18 carries. Our side has him at 20, so... I still don't understand why this line's so low. He shed the questionable tag. He's, he'll be fine. Yep. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. What have you made? Do you think this is something that sticks with Fournette and this philosophy for Tampa Bay, or is this just a symptom of, hey, look, we have like six wide receivers on the injury report every single week. Once we get healthy, we'll probably shift back to what we were a season ago. 
Yeah, I think we probably see something in between, you know, all things considered and when every everyone is healthy, hopefully. But, you know, right now, like they got to they got to find ways to move the ball and just dropping back and passing the ball. I mean, right now they just elevated Cole Beasley, who who even knows what kind of shape he's in on the year. There's no way that, you know, Russell Gage and Brashad Perriman are going to be able to separate the same way that Godwin and Evans would. So yep. it makes a lot of sense where they're at now. But I anticipate later in the year, they'll probably open it up a bit. Uh, an incredible fourth and one for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan is just decked fumbles. It's recovered. Kansas, gonna, <laughs> Kansas City is going to take over uh, inside Colts territory. All right, let's move on to another matchup here. Uh, as we look around and we're talking uh, about some of the player prop things, uh, angles that you have, let's talk about Zach Ertz. Uh, reception prop at this point right now, four and a half. Uh, this is, we talk about wide receivers being banged up. That would be the Cardinals, right? So opens the door for some guys like Ertz, no? Yeah, absolutely. I like him to go over four and a half receptions uh, today. Right now, his route participation uh, week to week went up to 92% last week, coming off 63% week one, a little bit banged up. As you mentioned, no Rondell Moore. Uh, their wide receivers are really, really banged up. So he was on the slot or wide in 68% of his snaps so far. So I think that because of those injuries, he's not just going to be lining up in line. He'll be playing a lot um, in this game. I anticipate him catching a ton of passes here, and we saw last week as well. So I, I like five or more receptions for Zachary. So I get your thoughts generally. So we're we're going to see San Francisco and Denver later today. As somebody who focuses a lot on player props, uh, just your general mindset when looking at players for San Francisco. Now that Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback, this offense is going to take a different look. I mean, I would assume there's more carries to go around for what is a pretty thin backfield as opposed to quarterback runs. Uh, how does a Jimmy Garoppolo shift your thinking when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers and their personnel? Yeah, from a long-term view, I think that the whole point of Lance was to kind of try and maximize upside and, you know, like capitalize on that. But for with Jimmy G in there, it kind of smooths out the bumps a little bit. And I think that maybe the ceiling isn't quite the same. They don't have a quarterback who can truly take over games. And that was obviously a projection for Lance. But they're also not going to get those floor games from Lance like, you know, we saw in week one against Chicago. Now, again, there was a monsoon and, you know, how much you factor in there. But we kind of knew coming in that, that Lance was not going to be able to, he was going to have some pretty low lows when, when things were not going right. Um, so I think that Jimmy G just essentially raises their floor for them in this game in particular. Uh, you know, I think that the Broncos and it's going to be a close, low scoring game. You know, like I'm a little bit worried how either team has too much offensive su success here, especially on the Broncos side. Um, you know, offensively, Jerry Judy's banged up. Uh, Corlin Sutton has played really well. But, you know, how if they're all the attentions on him, like how well can he function as the number one there and defend their run defense, 49ers run defense has been really strong as well. So I am anticipating a low scoring game. Um, I actually took a, I took a teaser through the seven and a half on, on Denver. Uh, you know, I think that mm -hmm. they're able to keep it within there and obviously you have to shop around there and find the best odds in terms of, you know, everything, but you know, you, I don't want you playing, you know, minus one fifties or minus one forties on teasers, but you know, if you can get through the three and the seven for Denver, uh, I like that. Uh, yeah, that is a very good point, And it's something that I've stressed quite a bit too. Uh, you should be at most at most playing main like a dollar 30 on these six point teasers. But a lot of these shops have been really shifting those prices up in some spots, like you said, charging upwards of minus 150. Uh, all right, let's go to Atlanta. I've been pretty fascinated by the Falcons because I've kind of made the case through these first few weeks and coming into the season that, Hey, Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota, there's continuity there. They, they were with each other. There might be a little bit more oomph to this offense overall than we expect, and we've kind of seen that through two games now. Uh, but one of the disappointing factors of this offense has been Kyle Pitts. What are some of the participation numbers, everything you look at with Pitts? What does it say, and what picture does it paint here? Because we're talking about 10 targets, four receptions through two games. Relatively disappointing for what's considered, you know, Yeah, he's running a ton of routes. He's out there. Uh, he, he just hasn't gotten a groove and hasn't matched with Marcus Mariota. And I think that that's kind of that's that's was one of the worries coming into the year is that he wasn't going to completely just like mesh with Mariota immediately. Now we get a matchup here against Seattle where they play a lot of zone and Drake London has played a lot better uh, in zone so far this season as a rookie. So it's. It's tough for me to love Pitts in this specific matchup, but I do think it's coming. Like, he's not going to be a complete bust. It'll come. He's one of the best prospects in NFL history at the position. You know, nearly broke Mike Ditka's record uh, last year as a rookie tight end. You know, it's it's one of those things where the talent's there, the situation's there. He'll get more targets in games to come. Just not sure if it's this week. So let's go to L.A. and Jacksonville really quickly before I get you out of here. And uh, I feel like this is a very obvious limb to go out on. I would assume the question about who's going to play quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers takes pretty much everything off the board from a player prop standpoint, does it not? Oh, yeah. yeah. You should not be betting on any overs or I guess I would actually consider unders if Chase Daniels in there, which I do anticipate him being there uh, at this point. It seems like most of the reports are, you know, 
Herbert probably could play, but he'll be in a lot of pain even with the shot. And long term, like if he gets another hit, you know, it could be disastrous if he hit lands the wrong way. So, um, you know, I think that he probably sits. That's just my opinion. And if he does, I think the line right now about three is fine. I think that it should probably move a little bit more uh, towards Jacksonville. But from a player prop perspective, uh, yeah, it's a massive stay away. If you get any high numbers on Mike Williams or anything, I would take the unders on those. I'll, I'll be looking at that for sure whenever those drop. So you mentioned the the San Francisco, or excuse me, the Denver teaser. Do you have anything else in the later games? Yeah, so I, I combined it with, um, I believe it was uh, Green Bay here. Yep. Uh, and so I was able to get through the three and the seven there as well. Again, just another low-scoring game where I'm, I'm fading Brady a little bit in this game. I took the under on his passing yards really early in the week. Um, fading, you know, just in general, the scoring here. And I think that the drop-off for Brady's pass catchers from Evans and Godwin is just much more significant than the drop-off in whoever's, you know, Rodgers is missing there with just Christian Watson. You know, it just doesn't really matter too much there. So I, I think that in this spot, getting it through the three and the seven in a game with a total of 40 is just really, really valuable um, for a Packers team that I think should have some success on the ground without Akeem Hicks on the other side. Connor or, Allen. Uh, at Connor Allen NFL up on Twitter. Connor, awesome stuff. Thank you very much for joining us on this Sunday, man. Yep, thank you guys. You got it Appreciate again. It. Four for four football is the spot where you can find Connor's work. All right, updates really quickly. So uh, that was really quick. Turnover after uh, Matt Ryan gets decked at midfield. Chiefs go right down. It's a Travis Kelsey touchdown, but they missed the extra point. So it is seven to six. We're going to head into the second quarter at this point right now. Colts do have the ball. It is a second and eight. Seems like they are happy to let this wind down and get into the second quarter of play. Chiefs right now, four and a half point favorite with a total of 55 and a half in game. The Tennessee Titans have extended their lead against the Las Vegas Raiders. Not a great set of a set of possessions for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders defense, giving up over eight and a half yards per play at this point. 14 to 3 the score there. Titans in game a six and a half point favor, total of 53 and a half. Remember, the Titans closed as a two point underdog in that one. And the Texans not going down. We know these Texans. They're feisty. They have tacked on their own touchdown. Bears lead 10 to 7, three and a half with a total of 50 and a half is the in game number there. And another field goal for the New York Jets has this a one score game. Bengals up 7 to 6. They are a five and a half point favor in game with a total of 49 and a half. So. Keep you updated on everything at this point right now. Uh, the Patriots got a scoring drive, too. They trail 7-3. to three. And again, I think I saw this right, Ben. Another ridiculous one-on-one. Just throw it up and, and grab it on the sidelines. Uh, that has been the Patriots' offense up to this point. Just get one-on-one matchups, throw it up, and hope that one of your guys can come down with a the ball. They get a field goal out of it. So it's 7-3. to three. Ravens are a 5.5-point in-game favorite with a total of 43.5. So we'll have more on a couple of the later games, too. We haven't really hit on the Rams or the Cardinals or the Falcons-Seahawks matchup, which... Uh, I am involved in as well from a contest standpoint. So we'll talk about those and much more. And remember, coming up in 20, college football lines are revealed here on VSIN, the sports betting network. So don't go anywhere. We've got a great hour and a half left for you here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on every Monday night pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any pro football game. But if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of older and of age or older to wager. I can get through that. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets and site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. See, what happens is I get distracted. I'm looking around. There's lots of TVs, lots of action. And then I kind of forget what I'm supposed to say. So. With that, let us update everything that is happening in the NFL momentarily. We have a pro tip to give to you. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about teasers really quickly uh, because six-point teasers, and again, it's always like the Wong teaser, right? Going through seven and three. Uh, Good piece of advice here, I would say. Shop around for those six-point teasers. Don't just wildly place them in. The most at the most, and that's what I say, the most, uh, you should pay for is minus 130 on a two-team teaser worth six points. You can still find shops. I think uh, Circa is at minus 125. Uh, some spots uh, the very very rare, but are at minus 120, and others are charging you as much as minus 150. So always make sure that you're looking around on those teaser props. Uh, excuse me, those teaser prices. Minus 130 is the most that you should pay is better, and there's an argument to be made that not a cent over. Uh, so we just keep track of it, all right? Because it's it's about beating the book, isn't it? Updates very quickly. See, I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, Frank Reich has Matt Ryan drop it back, slang of the rock all over the yard. They're moving. But now all of a sudden they run on a second and eight. Now they're going to have a third and long. We'll see if they can get it done. They are in Chiefs territory. Uh, and Devontae Adams has found the end zone for the Las Vegas Raiders. So a 14-3 to lead has now been cut to 14-9 to for the Tennessee Titans. Extra point pending for Las Vegas as they are on the road in that matchup with the Tennessee Titans. Also, big play for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, really like this. I'm a contest player and have the Bengals in the contest this weekend. 11.5 is the spread now with a total of 55.5 as the Bengals lead in that matchup 14-6. to six. The other games, uh, we have pretty much reached a standstill. We should give some love, though, to a game that I have not hit on in any way, shape, or form. The New Orleans Saints offensive issues have stretched out to this matchup against the Carolina Panthers. They're getting shut out early in the second quarter. It is 10 nothing. Third down in that matchup here for New Orleans, but the Panthers in game are a six and a half point favorite with a total of 38 and a half. And TJ Hawkinson has found the end zone for the Detroit Lions. So, wow, the Minnesota Vikings. When I, you know what? I get hurt by Minnesota almost every single year. I have a ticket on them to win the NFC North. I believed in Kirk and the Vikings, uh, but it is a rough start after a very rough Monday night. Two score lead for the Lions. They are up 13 to nothing with their own extra point pending in that matchup between two NFC North squads. Should also note that the Eagles are up 10-0. That was quick. That was like scoreless. And now all of a sudden I look at the screen, it's 10-0 Philadelphia up on top of Washington. 13.5 is the spread with a total of 43.5. A very Carson Wentzian type play, it seemed, at about midfield. Uh, ben Wilson, my spotter, uh, rolling his eyes, looking very, very distraught. I don't know. I can't. I've asked him like six times what he's on here today because I keep forgetting. There's just so much going on. All right, with that, Let's take a look at the two other games we haven't really focused on up to this point, and that would first be Atlanta on the road against Seattle. Uh, Very, very, they're all kind of interesting matchups, but this one is intriguing in that Atlanta, I think, comes into this game, as I mentioned a couple of times here, a little bit better than people realize from an offensive standpoint. And yes, the offense really flowed for them in the fourth quarter uh, against the Los Angeles Rams last week, but still covering a really big number. It is a Falcons team that comes into this game 0-2 straight up, but 2-0 against the spread, so they've covered multiple games. And now you get Seattle, whose flaws were really exposed against San Francisco last week, but still... Level of competition defensively is going to be much different here for the Seattle Seahawks in that Geno Smith 
might be able to recapture some of that magic uh, when it comes to their offense and what they're going to be able to execute against this Atlanta Falcons defense. Because at this point right now, uh, the Falcons defense through two games has not really looked great. So with that, you know, you have a one-point spread. These two teams are very similarly rated. And again, if you're rolling with, hey, home field isn't worth that much, one, one and a half, this would essentially mean that these two teams are identically rated at this point right now, which does make some sense. Uh, But I, I thought that Atlanta, especially when this was floating around two, two and a half, very much a teaser candidate. He could still get through three and get up to seven at this point. There are a couple of one and a halfs on the board, and I think that's the way you want to go if you're going to wager on this game. Uh, the one and a half on my screen right now is over at the Golden Nugget out here in town, and there's some others out there in markets past our own little city here in Las Vegas. Uh, but I think that's the way you're approaching this. Am I to the point where you want to you know, lay minus 105 on the money line and look at Atlanta straight up in this fashion? Probably not. Uh, but when you're talking about such a tight spread between two relatively poor teams in what could be a pretty volatile game, I'll take my chances if I'm using this game in any way, shape, or form and teasing up Atlanta and getting out that full touchdown and pairing them with somebody else, i.e. like a Green Bay Packers. You can get that up to seven and a half. Green Bay is going to be, I think, a really good teaser option. Again, I have them when they were two with this Philadelphia Eagles team that's currently up 10 nothing. But that's the way I think to approach this. And I think the market's also got this right in this total. Total opened up 42. We're up to 43 and a half. Not a massive move in that regard, but still a move nonetheless uh, that I think does make a lot of sense. Got a really big play here, it seems, for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, They are into Las Vegas Raiders territory as a kick return, but there is a flag, so more than likely it is going to come back for the Tennessee Titans. Now let's talk about one that I think is uh, I am involved in from a contest standpoint and uh, is going to be a pretty big litmus test for both of these teams. The Los Angeles Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. So the Cardinals, from an injury standpoint, uh, they're pretty beat up still again. Uh, The injury report is pretty long for Arizona, and a lot of it has to do with the offensive side of the ball uh, for their wide receiver core. You look at it right now, at least in terms of guys we know are not going to play, Rondell Moore is not going to play for them. We also had a bunch of guys who were banged up in this wide receiver core, uh, but James Conner is the only other offensive player that you're talking about from a a skill position standpoint. He was a limited participant in practice on Friday, so maybe you get him back. The problem here for Arizona, as they find themselves as three-and-a-half-point underdogs after that wild comeback against the Las Vegas Raiders last weekend, is their secondary has been among the worst in the National Football League. And that's not going anywhere anytime soon. And yes, Van Jefferson is going to miss time here for L.A., and their starting center is not going to play. Uh, But that is by no means, I think, two weak points that the Arizona Cardinals can really take advantage of. PFF standards from a coverage standpoint, the Arizona Cardinals dead last in the National Football League and by a mile at this point right now in terms of pass coverage defensively. A very big problem for a team that has to defend a Rams offense that has kind of been held down to this point, but still has some explosiveness in their passing attack. And if there was one defense that I think Matthew Safford and the Rams can kind of find their footing here against, it would be the Arizona Cardinals in a relatively kind of weak home field. But again, home field's not really worth that much. You're indoors, so it's a favorable environment. You saw what a poor game plan can do. That was the Kansas City Chiefs game. And that's the other point about this. Last year, Matt Stafford and the Rams were among the best teams in the National Football League against the Blitz. And the Cardinals have shown a tendency to get a little Blitz happy. We saw in that first game against Patrick Mahomes, they blitzed him on over 50% of his dropbacks. It was a really boneheaded game plan. Patrick Mahomes, one of those quarterbacks that dices up the blitz, and a lot of teams have stopped blitzing Patrick Mahomes. That's why he kind of struggled a little bit as you moved on. Last week against the... um, Las Vegas Raiders, they blitzed Derek Carr on 41.5% of his dropbacks, according to Pro Football Focus. So through two games, this has been a team that has been blitzing a lot. And this probably continues, as they have shown no signs, again, it's only two games, of really stopping that game plan. And if you're going to do that to the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford, well, that's a little bit of a problem, and I think that's going to be something that works in the Rams' favor. And also, when you're relatively weak at corner, one of the things you really don't want to do is blitz because kind of at times puts your corners back on islands. So I do think that this is a pretty good matchup for L.A. I used the Rams in the contest, laid the three and a half there. Uh, by the way, last week, two and three for the season, three and three in the contest. So you got to pick it up. It's only two weeks, but, man, got to get a little bit better in that regard. But I think this is a pretty good spot for the Los Angeles Rams to kind of let, out, let some blood out a little bit, right, and actually kind of get on the field, get a good offensive performance, have your defense show up in a relatively big way. And I'll, the last note on this, you go back to last year and the first time that these two teams played – The Rams had a relatively poor game plan in that their pass rush was more about speed rushing Kyler Murray, and he used his speed, got out of the pocket. It was relatively poor game plan. You saw in the game subsequently after that that it was more about containment against Kyler Murray, not allowing him to use his legs, 
and you saw this offense kind of bogged down. The Raiders showed you that if you let Kyler Murray extend plays, it's a little bit of a problem. The Rams have done a really great job the last two times they met up last year in containing that aspect of Kyler Murray's game. So we'll see if that continues for them and what I thought was a really smart way to handle them as they move forward. Updates around the board very quickly before we move on to college football. 14-10, to 10, still your score between the Titans and the Raiders. So that, but worth noting that the uh, Titans are moving the ball, and it looked like they're on the verge of Raiders territory there. Other score updates, nothing really crazy to update here. The Colts did tack on a field goal. They're a three-and-a-half-point underdog now in their matchup with Kansas City with a total of 52-and-a-half. Didn't give the update because we were waiting for the extra point, but the Lions, who are officially up 14 to nothing over the Minnesota Vikings, are a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road now with a total of 54-and-a-half. And the Bills have found the end zone. They lead 14-7. Seven-and-a-half is the in-game spread with a total of 60-and-a-half on the road against Miami. All right. Let's shift gears. Second hour of me here on the air. We shift from live bet Sunday to college football lines revealed. It was a wacky weekend in college football. Middle Tennessee got to take out Miami. We had a lot of close games and a lot of popular selections that went down. Let's look ahead to next week. Coming up next year on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote we are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. 